Good morning, everybody. I'm Eureka John, and you're at Eureka Street Crypto, and this is episode 475. It is a Thursday, July 7th, 2022, and it is 6.33 in the morning. <clears throat> and yeah, welcome back for another edition of my morning video blog. My brain dump of all the news I gather in my head and have to puke out on you first thing in the morning. My sandbox to play around with audio-visual stuff. That's why the audio has been so terrible the past couple days because I've been trying to figure out how to do live filters and stuff like that. And I don't know. <clears throat> but like I said yesterday, if something screws up, I'm not going to go back and like obsess over trying to edit it and clean it up. Um, it is what it is. And move on to another episode. That's why there's 475 of them. Um, so yeah, if you go back to like the first episode, you'll see some terrible, terrible crap. Um, and then, uh, you know, well, I mean, it's still terrible crap sometimes, but it's good, terrible crap. Um, and um, let's see. And this is also my message in a bottle to the other people in the crypto community out there, to people who are um, curious about crypto, um, to people that want to know and go deeper uh, into the crypto space beyond just like um, some slimy speculation and a casino bet and trying to get rich because it's not what it's about. As you can see from current market activity, there are a lot of not rich people. In fact, there are a lot of wrecked people. Um, the, the other are <laughs> rich or wrecked. Which one are you going to be? You could be both in crypto if you come at it from that perspective. <clears throat> um, I literally am in it for the tech and the innovation. I like that stuff. Um, yeah, of course, I admit, I the first time I bought Bitcoin and like XRP way back in 2018 and stuff like that was for the idea that I, I, I you know, wanted to find some other ways to be able to save and, and make money and stuff like that. Um, since then, I learned about, you know, like um, financial autonomy and DeFi and, you know, all that other type of stuff and you know, personal financial um, responsibility of owning your own wallet and having your private keys. And, you know, obviously we need banks and bank accounts right now, but this is a step in the right direction, at least towards signaling to the elites above that uh, we are tired of their shady banking practices and the way they nickel and dime us and the systematic discrimination through the credit system. And uh, as we move into the digital age, we are going to need some digital cash, you know? Um, so like literal cash, you know, not something that can be tracked or traced because everything you do on your Visa card, on your ATM card is tracked and traced. And uh, you're like, well, I'm not doing anything wrong. Hey, uh, that's, that is the most terrible submissive argument you could ever think of. Here's a little clip. Um, I'm going to go over here to this. Uh, now that I'm on the topic, I might as well talk about it. Um, there's the, the, you know, the big old dude, Looks kind of looks like the boss from Fantastic Four. Um, a lot of people don't know know who this is uh, because they don't know what the Bank of International Settlements is. Uh, so the way the banking system is is uh, there are central banks over all the regions, you know, and then above the central banks there's the Bank of International Settlements that loans money to the central banks, you know, and um, so this is like the top dog of the banks and. Um, the, the head of the Bank of International Settlements. And, you know, oh, there he is. There he is. You can't miss that big boy. Okay, anyway, 
this is the tweet. It says, with cash, they don't know who is using it. With central bank digital currencies, they have absolute control over the rules that determine its use and the tech to enforce it. It makes a huge difference what cash is. So I think they're trying to roll in the central bank digital currencies. Um, I'll get into some of this um, you know, stuff with a lot of these uh, exchanges going bankrupt and stuff like that. But uh, I think a lot of it is a coordinated, concerted effort to crash a lot of the innovators in the space or a lot of the people that have come in and tried to establish themselves as kind of banking entities in the space like Celsius and Voyager and BlockFi. Uh, the people like Goldman Sachs and, and Vanguard and Grayscale and you know, BlackRock, they do not want these little peons coming in trying to act like big old bankers, you know? They, they want to... And now that the crypto space has been established and that they're the, you know, they see, you know, the threat of the technology to their hegemony, um, they are going to, they're now taking action. And I think that's what these, these shadowy investors that come in and short certain tokens that have caused the Terra collapse, you know, that have caused a lot of different collapses and, you know, the Bancor collapse. Um, I think these shadowy investors and shorters are, I think they work for either the SEC, the government, or these large entities like BlackRock, you know. So anyway, um, and so anyway, here's the, the head of the Bank for International Settlements. That's the bank that is over um, the central bank. So let me turn up the desktop audio here. And uh, let's, let's, let's hear what this, this, this big old boy has to say. Let me just... Uh, um our analysis on CBDC in particular for the use of general to the general use, uh, we tend to establish the equivalence with cash. Uh, and there is a huge difference there. Uh, for example, in cash, uh, we don't know, for example, who's using a $100 bill today. We don't know who is using a 1,000 peso bill today. Uh, a key difference in, with the CBDC is that central bank will have absolute control on the rules and regulations that will determine the use of that uh, expression of central bank liability. And also we will have the technology to enforce that. Those, are, those two issues are extremely important and that makes a huge difference with respect to what, uh, to what cash is. Uh, our analysis on CBDC. Okay, did you hear that? They will have absolute control over the use of the money, and they will have the technology to enforce that, so they you know can see where all cash is being used. And like I said, you could be like, well, I'm not doing anything wrong. You know, well, you know, you're the part of the problem, you know, um, because what if they don't like your future tweet? You know, what if they don't like the double pepperoni pizza that you want to order because it goes, uh, it, it makes your cholesterol get a little higher and then your insurance premium goes up, you know, and then uh, they, they shut off your car and they shut off, you know, they, and tons of things could happen with this social credit system that they're wanting to bring in with the CBDC. And this guy just plainly says it right here. It's not a conspiracy theory, people, you know, and they're they're right now. They're like clearing the playing field for for the CBDC to come in. They have to get rid of their competition and they do not like Bitcoin or other types of cryptocurrencies. And they do not like these other smaller lending platforms like BlockFi and Celsius and Voyager and stuff like that. that are that came in and tried to be little big dogs, you know, little chicken hawks, cocks of the walk and stuff like that. Um 
you know, they're, they're clearing the way and they're coming in and they're dropping their CBDC. The United States has it ready, waiting in the wings, and they just have to, to, to clear the playing field. And several other countries have already have it in. I don't know if you're familiar with Sesame Credit over there in China. Um, well, you know, that's basically this. And uh, yeah, this guy here that I just was talking is talking specifically about that, bringing that in. And uh, that is why we need cash. And with everything in the digital world, that's inevitable. That's unavoidable. We are going into a completely uh, digital world. Um, we are going to need a digital cash that's untrackable and untraceable <clears throat> to be able to use in everyday life. They say, well, it's to, it's to fight against the money launderers. Okay. Yes, there are some money launderers out there and there are some criminals out there. But do you sit there and throw the baby out with the bathwater? Do you, because there are a few bad eggs out there, completely enslave the entire... Um, uh, do, you do you completely enslave all of society over a few bad eggs? You know, Do you lock up the entire uh, food supply because there are a couple bad eggs out there? I don't think so. Anyway, so that's just that. Um, so speaking of which, yeah, um, they're paving the way. They're getting rid of the little guys. Uh, Voyager um, filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy uh, yesterday. And um, I got the old letter, the same letter that I got from Celsius from Mr. Joe Rotunda of the uh, Texas State Securities Board Enforcement Division uh, by email saying, Hi, my name is Joe Rotunda and I'm the director of the Enforcement Division of the Division of the Texas State Securities Board. The Texas State Securities Board is a state agency responsible for regulating the securities market in Texas. Its Enforcement Division is responsible for identifying and investigating securities offerings that may violate state securities laws, pursuing enforcement actions, and protecting investors. In April 2022, the Enforcement Division... Uh, sorry, I, I got to cut the voice. I'm trying to actually read this. <laughs> In April 2022, the Enforcement Division commenced a contested case against Voyager Digital and other parties. We led... We alleged the respondents illegally offered investments in interest-bearing accounts tied to digital assets slash cryptocurrencies. Um, you can access the information about the contested case through their website. Um, this is a legit email. <clears throat> they sent me one for Celsius too. And uh, you know, I've, I've seen people investigate this. Digital Asset News, Rob over there, um, he's pretty good about that type of stuff. And he went and he checked and it, this is all legit. Uh, go to ssb.texas.gov and you'll see it there. Um, on July 6, 2022, Voyager Digital announced it and a main operating subsidiaries like filed voluntary petitions for a Chapter 11 bankruptcy. The Enforcement Division understands you may currently have or have previously had an interest-bearing account with Voyager Digital. 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 <laughs> yes, I did have an account with Voyager Digital. Digital. Jeez. Oh, I was using it as my on-ramp and off-ramp uh, for a while between that and um, Crypto.com. Uh and there are, there are so, there were, there, well, they're not any really anymore. They're all pissed and they're upset and they're lighting up Twitter. Um, well, from what I can see, but there were so many shills of that VGX token. It's the Voyager token and like the little Voyager credit card you could get. And, you know, the, the rewards points with your VGX cryptocurrency and like, it's going to go through the roof. And if you ever said anything negative about Voyager or VGX token, you would have like the Voyager cult all over you. And, uh, they just worshipped that St that CEO was like Stephen Ehrlich or something. So I, I just I had a bad experience with their customer service. 
and uh, with trying to transfer some some um, dye and USDC over to it, and it didn't become available for like over a month. And uh, I don't know after that, and then just seeing like all the CEO worship, just like people at Celsius were worshiping Alex Mashinsky, and then Alex Mashinsky started spouting off and picking little chicken hawk fights with other CEOs. It's just it was something just kind of felt slimy to me. And so I, and I've gotten that feeling several times in the crypto market, and I've, I don't know what it is, but I just got out at the right time. So I sold everything on Voyager a few months ago, um, after I sold everything on Celsius because of the same feeling. And then a couple of years ago, I did the same thing on Acropolis. I just started seeing a lot of infighting in their Telegram, and I was just like, and I got that slimy feeling, you know. Um, so I sold all the Acropolis and then what, two weeks later, Acropolis has a big old hack and everything like that on KuCoin and I don't know. And a lot of people lost money. A lot of people lost Celsius money. And now a lot of people are losing Voyager money and the, the supporters are just, they are pissed, but a lot of the supporters have like major Stockholm syndrome. It's like they are sitting there. Well, it's not Voyager's fault. It's, it's, it's three arrows capital because they're the ones that lost the money. Not, I'm like. Dude, do you really love your kidnapper that much? You know, <laughs> they're, they're, they should not have been so irresponsible to sit there and, and have so much exposure to Three Arrows Capital. So let's read this article here by Cointelegraph. Brian Newmar, Newar is the author um, on July 6, 2022. Voyager Digital has joined the growing list of C5 firms hurting as a result of exposure to Three Arrows Capital and declining crypto asset prices. Days after pausing trading, withdrawals, and deposits, crypto exchange Voyager Digital is filing for bankruptcy bankruptcy under Chapter 11 in the Southern District Court of New York. Voyager's Chapter 11 bankruptcy filing indicated that it is on the hook for anywhere from $1 billion to $10 billion in assets to more than 100,000 creditors. The troubled crypto exchange wasted no time after the United States holiday to file for bankruptcy on Tuesday. In a Wednesday statement, Voyager explained that the move is a part of a plan of reorganization. When implemented, the plan would enable clients to access their accounts again and Voyager would return value to customers. Voyager CEO Stephen Ehrlich explained its proposed plan, which involves customers with crypto in their account receiving a combination of crypto proceeds from the three euros capital recovery, um, common shares in the newly reorganized company, and Voyager tokens. That sounds, it, it, it doesn't sound good to me. Um, he's like, here, take some stuff. You know, I know I'm gonna go. Um, but uh, apparently, I mean, I don't know. It worked out for the people with the Leo token. You know, they back in the day when the, that I can't remember which exchange what it is right off the top of my head, but it was one of the largest crypto hacks, uh, exchange hacks. And uh, the, these couple people ran off of the money. Well, they busted the people, they got the money back, and then now these people that are holding the LEO token um, that were given in place of their money are now doing well with that LEO token. So who knows? You know, maybe it could work out. Always look, look for silver linings, right? Um, so anyway, um, but not Stockholm Syndrome type of silver linings, okay? <laughs> Let's get this clear here. Uh, so anyway, he also, so Stephen Ehrlich say, tweeted saying, as part of this process, the proposed plan of reorganization would resume account access and return value to customers. Under this plan, which is subject to change given ongoing discussions with other parties and co requires court approval. Customers with crypto in their accounts will receive and exchange a combination of the account of the crypto in their accounts, proceeds from 3AC recovery, common shares in the newly reorganized company, and Voyager tokens. He also added the confirmation that customers with U.S. dollars in their accounts will be able to access
access those funds after a reconciliation and fraud prevention process that's completed with the Metropolitan Commercial Bank. Who knows how long that can take? You know, whenever there's law and legal stuff involved and everything and bureaucracy involved, it takes them 10 days just to staple a goddamn stack of papers, you know? So... I don't know. In the same Twitter thread, Ehrlich said he felt Chapter 11 was the best route for his clients, considering all factors, and assured the move would protect assets on the platform and that Voyager will continue operating. Okay, well, you know, uh, Voyager said that part of the reorganization process will see the company filing first-day motions that will allow it to maintain operations. Voyager said it intends to pay its employees in the usual manner and continue their primary benefits in certain customer programs without disruption. Those are those loyalty programs and all that stuff, the rewards on the credit cards. However, trading deposits and withdrawals and loyalty rewards, oh, loyalty rewards will remain suspended. Um, signs that Voyager and its clients were experiencing headwinds came after the lending platform entered a $500 million, $500 million loan agreement with trading firm Alameda Research to cover losses from its exposure to crypto venture capital firm 3AC. Uh, yeah, so um, they're they're in some some hot water. Yeah, damn, damn, damn. Okay. Well, enough of that. I just you know, uh, yeah. Anyway, so uh, on some other stuff, getting away from all this like speculative casino gambling crap. Um, I, I want to talk about uh, um, Lens Protocol. Um, and I've I've heard Lens Protocol, you know, being thrown around here and there. But in Bankless DAO yesterday, um, in the little Bankless DAO Perks General channel, uh, right here, the Perks General. If you're if you're part of Bankless DAO or if you've ever been to the Bankless DAO Discord channel, you can see here there's like a buttload of channels, like lots of channels. And because there's a lot of people in the Bankless DAO and it's a big DAO and it's just like a fire hose of information. Uh, but every once in a while, like, and I, I, I'm in there every single day. I go to. There's a lot of stuff coming out of the Bankless DAO. Like the bank token has sat there and risen twenty. Was this in the past twenty four hours? Twenty two percent. So yeah, it, it's crashed. The Bankless token crashed along with everything else. But it's for some reason it just like spiked up like thirty eight percent yesterday, and then now twenty two percent over the past twenty four hours. It looks like. Um, okay, 21.9, but still, I don't know why. But I mean, I know there's a lot of stuff coming out of the Bankless DAO. There are tons of podcasts coming out of the Bankless DAO. I'm working on Crypto Sapiens and Bankless Africa. And then in the podcast hatchery, there's um, there's the Bounty Hunter podcast and there's the Making Bank podcast. And then uh, we have the Bankless DAO global events team that I'm making these videos for. And they just finished with ETH Prague. And then now they're going to ETH Barcelona. They'll be going to ETH, the, the Ethereum CC conference in Paris. And you know, I, I think there's one in Amsterdam. Amsterdam too. So there, and all that footage is being given to me and the team and we're editing it up and make, putting all these videos out, um, on YouTube for, you know, exposure and people and people to learn about projects and to interview the the founders and, and the people on the teams of these projects to figure out exactly what they're doing. Like, like Ledger Wallet, like Morales Web3, like Wallet Connect, you know, uh, uh, people with the Ethereum Foundation. So, Right now, during this time, with all this crash and this market uncertainty, it's good to hear from like the people on the ground that are have their heads down and working on stuff. And some they don't go and make videos and YouTube videos and stuff like that. They have their heads down working. So you have to go out there and catch them. 
you know, and talk to, and, you know, see them in the crowd and be like, hey, 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 can you come over here? Yeah, come here, let me, let me ask you a few questions, get it on tape. Because they're not out there trying to, you know, sell themselves. So be careful of CEOs and founders and, you know, these, these crypto projects that are trying too hard to sell themselves. Because the real successful projects are going to be the ones that have their heads down building right now. You know, and that's what the Bankless Dow Global Events team is doing. They're going to these conferences. And they're pulling aside these people um, and they're asking them some cool questions and they're getting some cool answers. So go to the Bankless Dow, not the Bankless YouTube channel, or you can go there too, but go to the Bankless Dow YouTube channel and subscribe to that channel because um, it's a pretty new channel. We're uploading a buttload of footage and stuff to on there and interviews with people. So yeah. Anyway, enough of that plug. Um, so in the Perks General Channel, um, I got something that says if you have uh, thirty-five thousand bank, which is what it takes to be a level one member of the Bankless DAO, then you can you're whitelisted to get a Lens Protocol um, handle. Okay, uh, so what is a Lens Protocol handle? Um, and let's see here, uh, it's on GM.xyz. Let me go over to this other window. Um, all right. Okay, so let me straighten out this window here on GM.xyz, which is a, a social media platform um, using Web3, because you can go to GM, like good morning.xyz, although I don't say GM, I'm too old to say GM. <laughs> GM, how do you do, fellow kids? Uh, I don't say that, but um, I will perpetrate and uh, go there and connect my wallet, and I do have a GM.xyz profile. Uh, but anyway, <clears throat> um, so yeah. This is the way Web3 is going. You have your wallet. You have your handle, which is now you can get one through Lens Protocol. And um, you can go to any platform. So so like Twitter and, and Facebook and MySpace and all that, they let you create platforms and create profiles on there and you had to upload your photos you uploaded your posts and your information and you you know your opinions and your your daily cereal and the steak you went you you got at a fancy restaurant all that data was gathered and collected and is owned by those platforms well like i've been preaching in the whole web3 you know um you know, commentary that i've been talking about in my past few videos about how uh, interesting web3 is see now we're talking about innovation i like this not talking about people that fell by the wayside um uh, and um you can plug in to any type of platform you want and use that platform and keep your data keep all your likes and keep all your information and your posts and your pictures of your steak and you know how you felt that day and all that stuff and you can plug into any type of framework or platform you want. Um, one of the things that was that was a problem that is a problem with Web two is some like for instance, if you want to talk to your grandparents or whatever, um, you have to go into Facebook because that's probably where they are, you know. But if you want to talk to your friends, you have to create like this completely new profile over on like, you know, GM.xyz, you know, because that's where all the Zoomers are hanging out, you know, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because um, your friends are not on Facebook anymore because they don't want their grandparents to see all the reckless partying that they're posting and stuff. So, <laughs> or them sitting there with a freaking, you know, uh, a G string on a beach and, you know, <laughs> and then Hey, I don't know. You know what I mean. Uh, anyway, so 
that instead of creating this entirely new profile somewhere else, they can pull that information off of Facebook or not even pull it, but they can just plug in their wallet in all these various places and all their information and everything that they do, uh, they can you know restrict and revoke access of certain platforms to certain information that is posted. And uh, they can you know just bring it on over, you know, because they own that information, not the platform. So what the platforms are focusing on now are creating what they should be creating is cool platforms. You know, geared towards the audience and the people that they want to gear it towards, you know, not not trying to make a one size fits all type of platform. So anyway, GM uh, on GM.xyz, there's a post here. Mr. V posted this bankless DAO members level one and above 35 of more than 35,000 bank tokens. Um, snapshot taken July 5th are whitelisted for the lens protocol. Claim your handle and start growing. I was like, huh, what is this? So I guess this is kind of like the next iteration of, of Web3. So I claimed EurekaJohn.Lens, and you can see it up there in the right. Um, and uh, hold on. It, it kind of creates it as like an NFT. And uh, you know, it, it is not social credit, but it is kind of a social graph that is attached to a, a, uh, a Web3 wallet, like a MetaMask-style wallet. Anyway, here's at EurekaJohn.Lens up there. You can go add me. Um, Lens Protocol, claim your handle. Check to see if you're eligible to claim your handle to use across all the apps powered by Lens Protocol. So Lens Protocol is what's powering it and you can build your own type of social media app or whatever you want on using the Lens Lens Protocol, okay? So let's go over here to some, here's an app called Lens Friends. Um, I haven't really connected with anybody yet, um, but um, you know, I, I, I've been kind of just like, poking around some of these platforms and uh, okay so here is lens protocol homepage and uh, a lot of times when you go on these homepages you're, you're like trying to figure out like, what exactly do you do here you know so um, uh, so I'll help you you know like I said lens protocol is the the um, I guess the protocol and the protocol is a set of instructions for doing something um, that is standardized um, to where you can work within that protocol and create something cool. Um, so lens protocol, building a social network is hard. Lens protocol makes it easier, easy, easy, easier. Yeah. Cause building a social network is not easy. Um, uh, so I would say easier, but anyway, uh, that's goes against their marketing strategy. So TLDR lens protocol is a composable and decentralized social graph ready for you to build on. So you can focus on creating a great experience, not scaling your users. Um, so, what is what the hell? What does that mean? Um, composable, and I've talked about this in some previous videos. Um, composable is where you can take pieces of certain applications and plug them into your application. So, say for instance, you have some kind of financial news website, all right, and uh, you want to have a stock ticker, you know, up in the corner, yeah. And you don't want to have to build your own stock ticker because that would take like, you know, somebody that knows how to build that and they probably want a salary of $150,000 to $250,000 a year to develop that for you. And you're just like, ah, it's not really what we do. Um, so you go to a, another website that does nothing but builds and programs that type of stuff. And so you get the little bit of code, the embed code for that. And you take that and you plug it into your website and voila, you have a stock ticker, right? 
Well, that is what composability is, is to be able to use something from one place and plug it in another place and use that piece of code in another place. So that's basically what uh, Lens Protocol is using for composability. Um, it, you are the, the composable piece of code. You know, your profile is. You know, so all your information and your data, um, you can unplug from one place and you can plug in another place or you can plug in multiple places and uh, you can have it's like it's like your character on a video game and you get to to change your skin you know um, so yeah so that's what composability is and and it's a decentralized social graph and we'll see what that is here in a second ready for you to build on so you can focus on creating a great experience not scaling your users so lens protocol is a user-owned open social graph that any application can plug into um, mint a profile, follow others, create and collect any publications completely on chain. So all this is on chain. It's on the Polygon chain. Um, and discover Web3 native social media. At its core, Lens Protocol is Web3 native. So it connects to your 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 MetaMask address, you know, your, your wallet address. Um, so from root to bud, it's been built with features to serve the Web3 community. Um, users own the garden. Own your content, own your social graph, own your data. And so social graph are the people that you have connected with. And so if you've connected with them um, through Lens Protocol, you can connect with them through all the different um, uh, uh, platforms, uh, applications, applications. Yeah, I should say. All right. So anyway, so let's go take a look at some of this stuff here. Um, so Lens Friends, let's go back over here to Lens Friends and see if we have had any luck pulling this up. Oh, here we are. See, it's connected by Polygon and uh, EurekaJohn.Lens. And my whole life is a DIY project in the making. I don't have any followers and I'm not following anybody right now. Um, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much that. So here are Lens friends and you can find and connect with other people. Um, these are other people uh, based on my profile or I could search for, for some of my friends. And uh, I could go over here to the Bankless DAO. And let's see here. Anyway, everybody's... Um, minting their nft profile and that's exactly what this is this is my nft profile okay back over here on the main page um here's some of the apps that are available there's a lens friends lens friends discover and follow other lens profiles uh, there's lenster um, community built open source social network so this is a, um i looked at lenster yesterday and let's take a look here um this is kind of just like gm.xyz they kind of follow along the same vein um oh there it is lenster right there and uh it, it i guess they're going off of like one of the original social media uh apps which was friendster you yeah, know you remember back in back in the day friendster you know, a lot of people that use the word gm won't remember friendster <laughs> so <laughs> oh yeah uh you remember orchid yeah uh I used to add an Orkut profile about the same time I had a Friendster profile. And then, like, I guess they had a huge Brazilian following, Orkut did. And so a lot of, like, the daily content was in Portuguese, and I don't understand Portuguese. So I just kind of drifted away from that platform. Um, so, yeah. So here anyway, um, I don't have any posts on here yet, but let's explore and see what is going on here. <clears throat> So yeah, it's just like any old social media platform. You can comment and create comments and everything like that. Uh, but if you don't like the way 
that uh, Leinster is doing something, then all you have to do is just uh, ditch Leinster and then go and any other app that will be built on Lens Protocol, you can go plug into that instead. And then everything that you have will be taken with you. So, um, and here are a bunch of communities that you can join on Leinster. And um, yeah, yeah, just, there's not very many communities right now, but like literally this just came out <laughs> and it's still in beta and all that stuff. But uh, interesting to see what's going on here with the Lens Protocol. Anyway, um, yeah, that's, uh, you know, I, I know I kind of ranted on, on about Voyager and all that stuff for, you know, over the over half of the show. And uh, it's just, you know, it just blows my mind um, about everything that's happening. Right, Well, it doesn't blow my mind. I mean, I kind of expected it in a, in a sort of way. But it's definitely, um, what do the Bitcoin maximalists call it? They, they call it uh, the horseshoe, the Bitcoin horseshoe, where people get in to the space through Bitcoin and then they go and they discover, you know, all these other white papers and crypto projects and everything like that. And, uh, then they realize and they see a lot of the crash and the, the scams and all that type of stuff. And a lot of that happened in 2018. And then they come out the other side as, you know, somebody who's a Bitcoiner again. <laughs> and I'm kind of finding myself in that same way. I, I just want to invest in Bitcoin, honestly. Um, but as far as like innovation and like cool stuff that's coming out, like I like this other stuff, like Lens Protocol and everything that the bankless um, DAO is doing and stuff like that. And the whole DeFi movement, uh, I think, is really interesting. Um, you know, just a lot of the innovation in the space, the NFT movement, the metaverse movement, it's all fascinating to me. So I'm not like a Bitcoin maxi, but. Um, yeah. Um, anyway, I, th I guess that, uh, that that makes for an episode today. So I will talk to you guys uh, probably tomorrow. You know, I, I have a whole lot to talk about um, still. I want to talk about Bitcoin um, actually being having some holes being attempted to uh, be poked in it as far as it being a de decentralized currency and a digital cash. So there's a really interesting podcast and a study uh, recently um, done by DARPA you know, that uh, that talks about this. And then there's the refutation of it. So we'll talk about that probably tomorrow. All right, man. Um, well, that being said, I will talk to you guys later. Thank you for making it to the end of this program. If you actually like this content, give a thumbs up. And if you want to hear more, just hit the subscribe button. I'm available on YouTube, Odyssey, and BitChute, and on all the major podcasting platforms in audio version. Spotify specifically. If you would like to follow and leave a review, that would help a lot. I am also available on Twitter at EurekaJohn1. That's E-U-R-E-K-A John, J-O-H-N, and the number one. My DMs are always open. Feel free to shoot me a message. Thanks again.